Good morning. Welcome to the Bar Sunday Morning Services. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by calling 800-411-2663, 800-411-BOND. You can also email me, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org, and put your name in town, name in town. I can answer your question or comments right now as it is happening. And good morning to everybody here again. You like the way I'm dressed? It was too hot to put on a shirt and tie. I was sweating like 90 going north. You know what 90 going north is, right? Who don't know what 90 going north means? Oh, when we lived in Alabama, we were slaves, and we could sneak away from the slave master to go up to Indiana to escape. We would take off, and we would be going 90 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to get away from the slave master. Where's old Leroy? Last time I saw him, he was going up north, 90 miles an hour. So that's where that came from. You have not lived until you live on a plantation. You have not lived. Let me do this first. Uh, Francisco, come here for a minute. I need you to touch my hand and touch my jacket and touch my head. All right. Don't mess up my hair. You can't mess up a black man's hair. And the reason I want Francisco to touch me, because I want to, if at all possible, kill this notion that I'm your leader or anybody should be your leader. I am a regular human, human being. And I am nobody's leader. I don't have a follower I'm not trying to build one. If I was trying to build one, I would just lie to everybody. I would be so sweet and syrupy and nice, and then I would have just everybody following me, right? But I don't want that. It's a headache. I don't know why anyone want that. I want, I want you to have what I have, freedom. I don't want you to have... There is nobody over me but Christ. There is no man over me, no woman over me. I do not want that, and I, I think i kind of always been that way. Uh, my parents were over me, and I think I rebelled too about that, but I accepted that. But even when I was blind and couldn't see, there was no preacher over me, nobody over me, and there's no one over me now. And so um, I don't care how you tell on me or what you say about me. <laughs> it really doesn't bother me at all because... Um, I have no leader, no physical leader. How many people have leaders? You don't have any leaders either? Well, that's good. You don't want a leader. And anybody who has a physical person leading them is a, is a fool, is a blind person. Even Christ said, um, don't be acting all that way about me. Don't be carrying on about me because it's not me, but it's the Father that is guiding me. It's the Father who sent me. It's the Father who's leading me. And I tell you about the Father so that he can lead you too. And you can say a greater work than you do because I'm your brother. You know, I'm just telling you about the things that are possible in life. And they took Christ and made him out of God, and now the people are stuck. But you should not have anybody else over you. And if you are, if you are emotionally up and down about a person, you like them, and then you hear something bad, whether it's true or not, and then you're down, then you doubt yourself. That's your leader. That's why you're going through these kind of emotions. But if you don't have anybody over you but Christ, whatever happens in the physical world, you're unmoved by it. You really are. So if you're, if you, you know, it's just crazy what people do. They put the preachers as their leaders, and when the, if the preacher says anything that they don't like, or anything, then they're mad, but not realizing that it's them that are mad and, and, and examine themselves to see, why am I mad? Why am I acting this way? They blame the preacher. Have you ever noticed that? It's like dating. When you break up with your woman, I know, when I used to break up with my woman, and I was all hurt and emotional and all that stuff you go through, you sit by the dock of the bay and play your sad music, you're not sitting there blaming yourself, you're blaming her. If she had left me, if she had not done this, if she had not done that, I was so in love with her. I really loved her. 
You know, why does she have to leave me? But if you were to sit there and look at yourself, how did I get in this situation? You know, how come I have this kind of tie to this person that when they're out of my life, I'm tripping like this? That's how you're supposed to do it. Then you get better in life. Then God will free you up. But most people will not look at themselves. They blame everybody else for the way that they feel. They feel. And no one on earth is to blame for the way you feel because it's your reaction to every given situation. And I've come to realize, now I don't know what tomorrow I'm going to bring, but for the last 23, 24 years, I've come to realize that everything that happens in my life, absolutely everything, is to test my faith with God, is to make me either go closer to him or away from him, according to my reaction, according to if I judge the situation or overreact to the situation or not. Absolutely everything is spiritual. Everything. And I want you to know that because for me to know it and be able to live it, I was a weak, weak, pathetic person. And for him to change me in the manner that he has, he can do it to anybody. He has given me something that I didn't know existed within myself. I heard about it, but didn't know that it existed until it took, took over until it changed my life. And 22, 20, let me see, about 23, 24 years ago now, something, I wanted to know the truth. I wanted to know myself. I wanted to get over all of my insecurities, right? And so I sat still. I heard a preacher say, be still and know God. I did. And something happened that changed my world. And it caused me to see life in a different manner. And now I have a willingness to go through what I must go through without putting up a fight against it. And I also have a, a willingness to forgive my enemies. I just hold nothing against no one, anyone, because they don't know what they're doing either. Mo all of us struggle with that inner struggle, that battle between good and evil. Most people don't know how to handle it, but we all deal with that. So how can you hate your fellow man, you know? But people are spinning. And have you ever noticed that when people go to talk about you, they don't say, I did this to this person, and as a result, this person treated me this way or this happened to me. They just tell you what happened to them. And then they make up a lie about what happened, and they never say why it happened. And then the weak people believe it because it's so easy to believe lies over the truth. Have you noticed that? Someone come with you with some gossip or something, it's so easy to want to get into that rather than say, I don't want to hear that. Go to tell them, I don't want to hear why you're telling me. But you're not going to be free until you can find that place within yourself and live this way. I'm telling you, it's wonderful. But it's in you, everything you need to know. And you got to be careful how you associate yourself with children of Satan because they will eventually influence you. Because they want to do to you what hopefully you would like to do to them. And what you would like to do to, to, do to them is to um, set that example so they can overcome but what they want to do is seduce you so you can overcome and go their way. That's what this battle is all about. So be careful what you hear. People don't tell the truth when they're mad. There is not one person on earth that tells the truth when they're mad about themselves. They'll cut themselves out the picture and they'll be like, oh, I'm just a victim. And I just can't believe that this happened to me. And they didn't. But what did you do? They, nothing. <laughs> okay, these things are just happening, right? Right. But just be aware, folks. Uh, you know, children of God are supposed to live differently than what you're living. You're not supposed to be upset. You're not supposed to go without peace. I absolutely have peace. And so far, nothing, no thing, or nobody has been able to disturb that peace that I have. And I, I, go, I deal with a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, especially when you're kind of in the, in the uh, forefront in the manner that I am. You know, you're kind of out there. You deal with a whole lot, but you deal with a lot even when you take a stand anyway. James was telling me that uh, he kind of take the cowardly way out. Can I tell your business? Okay. <laughs> he, he said that, uh, excuse me, instead of confronting people, face-to-face, -face, he does it on a computer. Is that right, right? Yeah. <laughs> on the chat lines. And, is it called chat lines? Or oh, Facebook? Yeah. 
Facebook. And so what he noticed, though, even when he confront people on Facebook and they disagree with him, the first thing they want to do, the ones that are closer to him, is to stop being his friend. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's right. They say, I don't, well, I want to erase you from my friend book or something. Well, they, some of them have done that, and some of them have been like, I used to like you when you were this way and this way and this way. <laughs> they used to like you when you were weak and weren't able to speak up and speak your mind. And as soon as you're able to speak your mind, they don't like you? Yeah. Yeah. How you feel when they do that to you? I don't mind. It's kind of exhilarating. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good word for it. <laughs> and why is it? Well, because it's like a little bit of a taste of what I could have if I were n normal in doing that. Absolutely. You're 100% correct. I didn't know because you were going to say that, but you're absolutely right. When you're able to confront and face people without resenting them, it doesn't matter how they act or what they say, it is liberating. It really is. And I just want people to know that. But most people won't take a stand because they know that if they do, they're going to lose something. They're going to have to deal with attitude or they may lose a friend or a family member. But you can't put that person, place, or thing before what is right because you're never going to be liberated by doing that. You never will feel the freedom and the peace that comes from taking a stand in life. But most people won't do it. They'll pretend that they're doing it. They'll act like they're doing it, but they really are not doing it. And it's so, it's, it, I want to use the word sad. It's kind of sad because um, Christ came and we are all free. Put no man over you. Put no woman over you. Put no money thing or anything over you. And when I I'm like a testimony to what happened in my life, hoping that it would encourage you. That's not for you to make me your, your leader. I want us to work together as one. It's better when we work together than always looking to somebody else to lead you. I want you to come to the meetings with testimonies about how you're changing and uh, what you did and how it affect your life. That's encouraging. I don't want to have to always come and just preach to you. Nobody is over me. You don't have to have someone over you. Christ is your head as God is the head of Christ. And that's the truth. And you got to find that place. And if somebody gets you mad, it's not their fault that you're mad. They didn't tell you to be so into them that they can make you mad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, ma'am. Wait a minute. Oh, hold on for a minute here. We're talking about gossip, and I was wondering, coming here today, um, I asked you one time if you confide on a person and say something to them and talk about their problems. Isn't that gossiping? If you confide in, in a person, in another person, thinking that that person's not gonna, not gonna react to that. Are you confiding in them about somebody else or about yourself? No, it was somebody told me something, and uh, I didn't uh, expect it. It was like gossip, right? And and uh, it happened a few times. And then finally, it was affecting me by starting to doubt certain things and certain places that I go to. Did, did they tell you something about somebody else or about yourself or themselves? About the people. Or themselves. About the people. About somebody else. In another, in a place. Oh, you shouldn't listen to that. I, I didn't, but it was all like... It was just said like that when we were discussing something, and I was saying uh, something positive about these people. Right. And, it, and then they threw it at me, like to shock me, you know. Right, real fast, so you had to hear, right? Yeah, real fast. Yeah. You should have said, you know what, you should be ashamed of yourself. I should have. You are when evil. it first started, I yeah. should have. You should have said, that's wrong. Yeah. You should not do that. Because it sort of made me doubt and, and then that's I what it's like, meant for. Yeah. And it's that's like, why that's why Satan keep it secret uh -huh. so that it can make you doubt. Right. You can't doubt when it's open 
you doubt what is the secret. Right. That's the wickedness of it. And the reason the person telling you that is because they're operating on behalf of Satan. Okay. They really are. So they're giving you some evil news. That's why, but if you rebuke them right there and say, hey, this is wrong. You shouldn't be doing this. I don't want to hear this. That's true. Or I'm going to tell the person you said it. Then it's back into the light, and there's nothing there to make you doubt. Because Satan will play on your mind with that. Right. And you can know the person could have known them for 50 years, and you can know them very well, and you can know the ins and outs of the person. But someone can come to you with a made-up secret, whether it's true or not, but with a secret. And if you let that implant into your heart, it started to make you doubt someone that you know very well. And they Isn't that always, something? It's always finished by saying, don't tell anybody. Uh, don't right there, you know it's wrong. You know, it, and, <laughs> and I knew it, you know, yeah. at the time. But then it had to come out. It yes. had to come out. I had to expose it. Yes. And now uh, this person's been very angry with me. Good. And it doesn't affect me. There you go. You know, I feel, I feel okay with me. Because, and the reason they're mad because they have been brought to the light. They have been exposed. Mm-hmm. And rather than them saying, you know what, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, that ego in that fallen state, the ego want to blame you for the guilt that they have when they're the one that did wrong. Well, they feel it's betrayed. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Life is something else. They feel betrayed. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they feel betrayed. They feel exposed. Well, that's a word she used to me. She feel betrayed. We're right. telling she's lying. She feel exposed. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that. Because she came to you in the darkness with a secret that probably wasn't true anyway. Most secrets are not true. And if they're true, you should be hearing about other people anyway. And then you exposed it, and she feel, she feel, if it was a woman, she feel exposed, and that's why she's mad, and she knows she's wrong, and that's why she's mad. Right. Because if you were right, she wouldn't be angry about it. Well, she even admitted to us wrong, what she done, but she's still very angry with me. Well, be glad about it. Well, I and don't feel And stay 150 anything. miles away from her. Oh. You don't... See, that kind of stuff, too, lets you know who your real friends are and who you should be associating with. And you don't want to hang out with that kind of person all the time. They'll end up destroying you behind your back. That person cannot be trusted because they're dealing with darkness. They're on the side of evil. And if they do it to you, they come to you about somebody else, they're going to somebody else about you. Oh, yeah, that's happened. Just like if you had good news, you go and tell somebody else, they're going to tell somebody else the mm-hmm. good news, and you, mm-hmm. you will too. Mm-hmm. It's the same principle. It's just one is evil and one is good. Okay, so the bottom line is that even if you have a good friend that you think is a good friend, you go to the same church and everything, you don't say anything about another person no. in confidential. That's the worst thing. Because thinking that she's going to keep a secret. But you know? there's one of the worst things you can do. Because first of all, they're not going to keep the secret. Have anybody said, keep a secret for me by somebody else? You said, okay. You can't yeah. wait but tell it. <laughs> when you're saying okay, you know you're lying. <laughs> you just want to get the juicy news so you can tell it. The ego would not let you keep a secret about somebody else, especially if it's real good, something that's going to really be good, good gossip. It's just not true. That's why we need to wake up and and be conscious as to what's really going on so that we will not be deceived by the devil. Yeah, because it could be very harmful to other people because if that other people, that other person that was told this lie, if it was a liar, I don't know what it was, but... That person could go tell another person. Yeah. And that person could go tell another person. You know? That's why God, he said in the scriptures, if you have a problem with your brother, go to the brother. And then if you don't get it worked out, take a witness. And after that, be done with it. Right. There's nothing else to do with it. Only the ego need more to do with it. Mm-hmm. Because the ego is so unhappy with itself, it got to keep stuff going to feel good about self. Mm-hmm. That's, all, that's why you must be born again so you can see what's going on. And I used to do that. Do what? Be a big gossiper. And yeah. tell people don't tell people. Yeah. And, and that's why I know that it's very harmful for other people. A friend of mine told me that he, someone had called him about some gossip that was going on. And so he tried to explain the best that he could about what the real deal was, right? And he thought it was clear. And then that person told somebody else and twisted it again. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, my God. Next time I won't even try to explain it. Right. Because they'll take it and twist it because human heart, human nature is wicked. 
It can't do it right. Human nature is absolutely wicked. It really is. When God said that, he was serious about that. Mm-hmm. And you have to watch yourself, you know, watch how you carry yourself. Watch. When you don't gossip and when you don't hold things, there's not, not too much to talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there isn't. Yeah. It's not a whole Boring. lot to say. You have time to be quiet and do all kind of stuff. Go to the gym because you ain't got nobody to talk to. Mm-hmm. So most people only want to talk to you when, when they want to hear bad news. Mm-hmm. But if you want to tell them the truth about themselves, they don't want to hear it. The conversation is over. Have you noticed that? Yes. But talk about somebody else, they could go all day long. Mm-hmm. But it's not good for your spirit that you hear that kind of stuff. Because whether we know it or not, it's a spiritual battle between good and evil. Mm-hmm. Well, good for you, I recommend you stay away from that person. Do what you want, of course. But they, now that they're mad at you, I guarantee you they're talking about you to somebody else. Well, I like this person. I really do. I think she has something good in her. Uh, all right. But uh, you've been warned. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. All right. I, I'm done. Like, One thing about me, I don't resent anybody. I don't hold anything against my enemies or anybody. But when I see my enemy. I protect myself from my enemy. I'm not going to pretend, oh, this is a friend, mm-hmm. when the enemy has already exposed himself to you. Okay. Yeah, so why see the truth and then pretend like you don't? You deserve what you get after that. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean you go and put them down or resent yeah. them because they may change down the road yeah. at some point, and you'll see it. Well, if God's going to show you who your enemy is and you're just going to, oh, da-da-da-da-da, they're fine, then you deserve what you get. But I didn't react to anything, you know. She would, uh, they would call me and tell me, oh, yeah. and I would all just, in the name of Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Well, do make your own decision about it, but mm-hmm. be careful. Sure. Because they are talking about you too. Mm-hmm. I know that. Yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, hold on for the mic, Dave. Yes, sir. Yeah, no, I had an interesting situation this week where I I have a business partner and sort of along the lines of not speaking up. And, you know, when you don't speak up, it's the same like gossip. It it starts welling up inside of you. Yes. And uh, I went and talked to my business partner. My business partner's dad's also involved in this one business that we're in. And I I could see that I didn't want to be honest to myself about sort of a direction that we're going with the business. And I've been putting it off in a way, but I, not, I didn't even understand it in myself for a while. I just knew that I wasn't comfortable. I couldn't, yeah. I, for whatever reason, wasn't able to see why I was uncomfortable with the situation. And then over time, I was talking to some people that I, that I trust, and they kept saying, well, why are you doing that? You don't really want to do that. And I said, well, I don't know. And finally, I realized, yeah, I really don't want to do that. And I went to, and I had a conversation, and I'm just sort of a testimony to um, the simplicity of what you're talking about, which is that when you have lies and gossip and you're in your head and you don't deal with people in person yes. over the Facebook, is it's not good enough. That's right. Not, that's not where the liberation it is. It's best to confront face-to-face. This, this stuff, it seems so obvious to just go and talk to people directly, yeah. and yeah. it is, but that's where the freedom's at. And yes. you can literally have it in a flash of a second. If you're, the moment you do it, you're free. But it, like when you're on your way to deal with it, though, you fall into a state of unconsciousness about it, and you start listening to the voices about what's going to happen, you're going to lose this or that, they're going to act this way, and you don't know you're unconscious trying to get there, right? And once you go into unconscious, you feel afraid about it, you feel all that stuff. But if you can stay conscious on your way to deal with it, you have none of those experiences. You're just conscious, and you go and deal with it, and you go on your way. But once you deal with it, you know, it's over. It's best to do it, I'm telling you. And when you know people, get to know people for yourself, not based on what other people think about them. You can know for yourself who you're dealing with, what you're dealing with. So people change on you. You know, the human nature is subject to change. And if you believe in somebody because somebody else believes in them and they believe in them, then you're not going to last. So they can change your mind about that person just like that. God doesn't want you to live this way. This is not freedom. And then you're not going to be able to speak up to the person that you are. It's just crazy. You're suffering unnecessarily. 
it's best to suffer to be overcoming your stuff rather than suffer by doing all, adding stuff to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. Um, how many here have peace? More people have peace. Okay. And what does peace feel like? Hold on a minute, I'm sorry. Yeah, so what does it feel like to have peace? Peace feels like serenity. Yeah. Serenity. And 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 how did you get the peace that you have? Um, through through God. You know, the peace of God is um it's through God, through prayer, supplication. Yeah. And um I don't have I've passed all the cares that I have on him. And when challenges come, you know, situations, sometimes you get light ones, real easy ones, sometimes you get middle ones, and then sometimes you get the hammer. Yes. It's, how, it's, how do you deal with those things? Each challenge makes me stronger. In, in what way? In, um, in like you said, the, the smaller ones, you know, was a challenge. It's just like going to the gym when you're working a muscle. You, you know, you, 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 it, at first it's yeah. hard, and then it gets easier and easier and easier. So each challenge you know, as I progress in my life, you know, the challenges get harder, but I get the peace as well with it because I knew that he brought me from this situation. He'll bring me from the, the, the next situation. And so, and so you deal with them by doing what? I deal with them basically by casting all of my cares and my, um, oh, my anxieties on the Lord and through the scriptures. And how do you do that? How do I that, do that? Yeah. How do you cast them on the Lord? How, well, how do I cast them on him? Um, I, take it to God in prayer. And um, I walk, as, as the brother was saying earlier, I walk by faith and not by sight. Yeah. And I just look, whatever my issue or problem is, I search the scriptures for the answer for it. Oh, okay. Uh, one other thing. And so just because some people don't know how to do it, that's why I'm asking. Okay. And this is fellowship. So we use, take them to God in prayer. Do you go to God and say, you know what, Lord, this stuff is going on. I can't handle it. Please help me. You know what I do? Uh, I, I, I talk I talk to him just like I'm talking to you or talk yeah. to anyone. You know, if it's if it's a situation, you know, um, like the brother had mentioned earlier, he was having a health situation. If it's a health situation, I take that to God in prayer. Of course, I follow the doctor's instructions, right. the medication, and what have you. Okay. But I take that depending on whatever the situation is. If it's a financial situation, I take that to God in prayer. You know, know that I'm I'm tired. Do you have anger? Doing, do I have anger? Do you have anger? And no. I don't you have, have no anger. I don't have any anger. Not at this moment. <laughs> I have been angry. <laughs> yes, sir. I have been angry. But no, I don't have any anger now. And so you can be made to be angry in certain situations? Yes. Oh, okay. Especially driving on the 101, you can be. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot we're taping. But yes, you no, can be. No, 101 is fine. <laughs> yes, you can be. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, good, man. Uh, who else do they have peace? Oh, right here, Robert. Yeah. You have peace. I feel like I have some peace. I don't have total peace. I feel like I'm going in the direction of peace. Right. I feel as if um, uh, there's been there's dilemmas in my life that's shown me how I can just keep walking towards peace and ignoring a lot of the things that might seem evident. Um, yes. I just don't. I just try not to put my faith into things that 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 I just see. Yeah. Because I know that. Um, I've had a lot of different crazy, weird dreams and all kind of things happen. And I just know that, that God is incredibly powerful. And, you know, whatever his will is, is, uh, is going to be. Yeah. So if you humble yourself and, um, and just wait on him, uh, he's, he's merciful. Yeah. <laughs> Do you believe that it's possible to have peace? Of course. Yeah, I mean, it's total a process. Peace. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a process. Or you could be blessed and just have a per be a person that just wakes up and he just boom, gives it to you like that. <laughs> yeah, um, I like that way better. Yeah, I do too. I don't like that process thing. Yeah, I think I think I, I want it right there and there. <laughs> I would like that too. <laughs> yeah, but I think that uh, I think for me, I think it's a process because I've just been through a lot, and yeah. um, I'm very happy for what I've been given. Do you have anger? At times I do, but I watch it and yeah. I try not to let it um, uh, com consume me. Yeah. And I just try to be as objective towards it as I can. And, and a lot of times it, it does flee. Sometimes I'll 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 trip and I'll fall and start right. inter interacting with it, which is uh, the worst thing I can do. And then once I realize that's what I'm doing, I'll just stop, step back and just 
just try to be silent. Good. Do you live your life or does life live you? I used to live my life, but I'm not trying to live it anymore. Oh, okay. Uh, living my life has got me into all kind of problems and dilemmas and stuff like that, and I just think that I need direction. And, um, and it's not my own sense of direction. It's not going to come from me. It's going to come from a different place. Yeah. And I just, um, I just try to grab out and gravitate towards that direction and just and hope and pray and yearn and desire and just wait. Uh, okay. Good, man. Good. Somebody else raised their hand saying they have peace. Law, you got peace, too. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm talking about right here, the glasses. <laughs> I'll come to you in a minute. And you have peace. Right? Yeah. And what does it feel like? Mm, mm, well, before, I say I do have peace because before, uh, well, right now, I'll, first I'll, I'll admit that I love anger, and I could never admit that. I yeah. love anger. I love, especially, well, really justified anger is my, my, my favorite <laughs> treat. Yeah. I, I treat myself with justified anger. And then I put everything ungodly behind it, and I indulge in in, wow. in warfare under the banner of justified anger, and I'm doing everything ungodly. And that's just me. That's what I am. That's Man, that's the first step to freedom, to be able to totally see that. And, and so now that I know I'm like that, and it's disgusting, it is. then, I mean, this just, then, uh... Uh, you know, it's easier to be humble, I guess. You're right about that. The more you see what is wrong, it is yeah. easier to humble yourself. Denial keeps you away from that. And, and denial runs deep. It's amazing how, how you could be in denial and not even know it. And you think your words are right, that you're saying the right thing, you're doing the right thing, and in denial. I know a person who is in such denial that they made a public fool of themselves. And, and they would never do that. They would never, ever, ever do that because they're a very secretive person. But they in denial about themselves and they just made a fool of themselves. And like, and the, and the one thing about Satan, he'll let you, he won't let you see. Then he'll let you make a fool out of yourself. And then he kind of step back and let you see you made a fool. And now you have all this, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. I, I want to jump off a bridge kind of thing. But that's how it is. Denial run deep. That's why it's so important to keep your eye on yourself, your eyes, so you can see at all times. But that is the key to freedom, man, to really, really see that. And so I, do you sense that you're overcoming that now, that kind of anger and the love well, for it? Well, I actually am uh, trepidatious. At the moment. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Trep trepidatious. You have to use an ebonic word over here, buddy. Trepidatious is like um, <laughs> I'm leery. I'm like stepping lightly just talking to you right now because I would hate for that sort of a spirit to come and invade my my privacy as, as I saw it before. It was – I'm not sure if it was me or not as you spoke about – as you speak about. And I'm learning – that you know, it's we're kind of inhabited by you know vicious and spirits. Yes. And then uh, you know that's kind of like we're un we don't know when that when you know like I didn't really know that that was taking place. Yeah. So I'm really kind of leery about bragging in any sort of way regarding any success that I've had because <laughs> I I'm, I'm, I'm humble. I want to be humble in every way because. Uh, you know, that, that, that's like, um, I don't, sometimes I don't even, I won't even, uh, remember like, uh, when I got, when I would get angry and stuff like that. Luckily I, I, I wouldn't, you know, like I'd just be furious about something justified though. And literally justified, I could take it to court and I would win. I would, within the law, I was <laughs> right. I was yeah. right about it and I was, I could completely prove it. And guess what? I would be so furious, so angry that yeah. I was violated. I was just unbelievable. Uh, there would be no, no ends I would go to 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 you know even the score. And, I bet your wife likes you better now, huh? Huh? I bet your wife appreciate you more now that you're overcoming that. You you're being aware of that. Yeah. Now there's only one of us. Yeah. That's like that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Good. I mean, 
You don't need two. Right. Two is bad. Right. Well, good, man. Nice testimony. Really nice. Um, did I see your hand with your glasses? Yeah. If, uh, if, you're, if you're right in a situation where you're wrong and you take someone to court, if you're not angry, that's not wrong, right? If you don't take them to court based on anger but based on principle, wouldn't that be okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just a question. I had to do that for my own protection. And it was the right thing to do. And my, I don't like going to court and all that, but you know, it was the right thing to do. I did it. I didn't feel anything about it. It was the right thing to do. And I'm done with it. You know. But yeah, there's a time for everything. I know in the Bible it talks about don't take the brother and the sister or the sister to court. But nowadays, who is your brother? You know, they're just brother and namesake. I'm a Christian, but their actions are far away from that. And so. They're, just because somebody say that they're a Christian, that doesn't necessarily make them your brother or sister, uh, especially the way they act and carry on. So, yeah, absolutely. Yes, ma'am, you say you have that peace, too? I'm coming to it more and more. Uh, You're coming I, to it? Since I let go emotionally from my children, Yeah. I, I let them go completely emotionally. Oh, I good. I realized I was getting yes, something ma'am. from them. I was I was uh, getting some kind of peace when I would go sit down and visit with my daughter for a while and stuff. Then I would go home, and I would go a lot. And now I stop that. I'm more home alone by myself and feeling everything, and and not reacting to things that are happening. You know, yep. it's just so peaceful with me. I feel very peaceful and light. Like you make a good point. Mothers got to learn to let their children go emotionally. Yeah. It's the hardest thing in the world for them to do. And they would literally destroy their kids while pretending like they're letting them go. But they still have, I don't know, I mean, I do know. It's all ego, but yeah. they won't let their kids go. No. It's the darndest thing i ever seen. I realized I was getting <laughs> some emotional support yeah. from them. And, 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 and I could they were trying to tell me, but they didn't know how to, yep. you know. And, and so they became rude to me, but then I got it. Yes. You know, I got it. And, and I've seen over the years mothers who try or pretend like they're trying to let the kids go. And the kid's like, leave me alone. Mm-hmm. I'm an adult. I want to be free. And they're like, I, I am letting you go. Mm-hmm. I am. And then they'll say a little word that would make you mad and got you right back. Because they really are not letting you go. Right. And they said, no, I'm letting you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, Satan. So now when I go to, my daughter hardly goes. Yeah. She says, Mom, where have you been? I missed <laughs> you. You know, I was there all the time. Uh-huh. And, and I'd I rather just, for them to be asking where have I been and sitting there wishing I didn't show up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So I just stay a little bit and bye. Yeah. Good. Right on. I love it. I think I'm getting better. Stay away from the gossip and stay away from uh, the emotional children. And you'll be free. I will. Just live your life. It's lonely sometimes. That's okay because you're so connected to that. After a while, it won't be lonely. Yeah. Well, it's getting better. Yeah. It's getting much better. Because you've been getting your sense of self from that. Mm -hmm. Your identity from that. Yeah. I never, ever, ever, ever feel lonely. And I used to be a lonely man um, when I was lost. Yeah. But I never feel lonely. Well, I don't feel lonely. I just feel like that other word for lonely. All by myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> All by myself. But yes. I'm happy. Good. You know? You're on your way. Be patient and don't let Satan's children get in the way and mess that up. Mm-hmm. Don't let them make you doubt yourself. Okay. Just live your life. Simply live your life. Just live it. Live life. Yes, sir. Um, I'm, I'm learning right now to, how to be wronged by people, and a lot of self-righteous people are out there. Yes. And they really get a charge out of, they're kind of caught up with themselves. And a lot of times you can't, you know, we talk about speaking up and things like that. You can't speak up about everything. That's right. And um, you have to let some stuff pass. I, I, something I guess they call it long suffering or something like yeah. that. 
Yeah. You have to, I'm having to learn that now uh, of just kind of just seeing stuff come at me and not be responding in any kind of way. And it, and I, I am responding in a sense inside. I see what typically responds is someone may not even be hurting me necessarily, but they may be hurting my pride. Yes. And, um, um, Amen, sir. And, um, a lot of times I can see that and, and that's what it is. It's like, I want to say something or do something, but it's really, they're not really doing something that's actually hurting me. And anyway, I just wanted to say that's that a very that's, good, that's what I'm kind of dealing with right now. That's a very, very good, good point. A lot of times you may hear things that people are saying about you or doing, and the first response is want to go and do something about it, right? And the devil will say, call this person or call that person or do this or don't do it. If Satan is telling you what to do about it, that voice in your head, do nothing. Be still, uh, uh, become aware, consciously be aware instead of getting lost in your head and it, work, it, it, it blesses your heart. It really does. You don't have to put out every fire. As a matter of fact, the fire may be happening just to make you more conscious. That fire needed to happen so you could see your reaction to it, your relationship with the people or, or whatever it is. Let it happen and don't respond instantly. Don't go with what, and never go with what your head tells you to do about it because that's from, from your ego, all from the devil. I love knowing that. And then when you do that, it's like a quiet peace overtakes you where you're willing to let yourself go through that. Because the ego wants to say, oh, what are they going to think about you now? You better stop this one. You better stop. You can't stop Satan's children. They pass it on to their friends, to their brothers and sisters, and Satan is already out there. So calm down and let it be. Isn't that a nice way to live? Yeah, Stephanie. It sounds like it is, huh? I'm telling you, it's a wonderful way. But just watch yourself and watch how your head right away want to talk to you about what to do. That's not the voice you want to follow. If you're speaking up to get, off, get, to get rid of uh, anxiety. Yeah. Most of the move, time, that's what it is. Wrong move. Yeah. And it makes things worse. Yes. And it, and it really does. So. You never, ever, 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 never want to speak up to get rid of anxiety. You want to take the anxiety so you can overcome the ego. Now, that's the ego that's feeling the pain. It's not you. It's not you. And you'll soon find that out, too. But the thing I love, do I want to say it this way? The thing I love about it is that your enemy will end up making a fool out of him or herself after a while. Because after a while, they'll just make a fool out of themselves. They'll, be, they'll expose themselves. You don't have to. And in the meantime, you've gotten better spiritually. I'm telling you, it works every time. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. It is something else. Yes, Pat. And, and the way I understand it now, I'm beginning to understand it, is it's pretty easy to see, actually. It's not that hard to see. But when you're really willing to see it, you can, I can see part of myself kind of flipping around. There's something in there that's just kind of flipping and wanting to react in some kind of way. That's the ego. Yeah, I mean, it's clearly not of God. It's something flipping around. Yeah. I know God is still, is still you know. That's right. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. I saw your hand with it. And then I come to you, Mary. You, uh, okay. You change your mind? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right here. Oh. Uh, yes, I, I um, see, see more peace in, in myself now because um, I can see the thing in me that wants me to think, oh, well, why can't you do this? And why haven't you been yeah. doing that? And you should be doing better and, you know, and then I also see that when somebody does something wrong to me, I'm like, I can't let them get away with that. I got to <laughs> do something about yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, now I can see more quietness, you know, more quietness. Like you have my, let me see, you have my word on this. I think it should work for you. When that happens, if you just stay calm and be aware of what you're thinking and know that those are not your thoughts, it works itself out. Right. Yeah, it I mean, really, I, I, really, I, I, when you shine a light on it, because we have the light of God inside of us, and when you are living from within, that light is shining. So when these things come, 
and you and right away you see how Satan tried to get you to go and react to it. If you just take a moment and become aware of that, your steps would be taken in a different manner. Yes. Maybe yeah. there's something you need to do, and maybe there is not. But you'll see the right thing to do and just do it. Yeah. But he wants you to, as Patrick said, hurry up and get rid of that ego pain. He wants you to resolve it right away so you make a fool of yourself and belong to him. Yeah. Yeah. But God said, be still and know. Be still and know. Right. So, Forgive them for they know not what they do. Right. If you don't hold things against people, you have compassion for them. You wish them well because you know they're not happy acting the way that they're acting. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I see that. So, yeah. So, it's the same as uh, Rachel was saying about the daughter. Like, my daughter, you know, it's like I don't call her as much. I stay away. I yeah. Just, you know, waiting for her to call me or say something to me. Give her a break. Yeah, give, give her a break. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, I need a break. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so anyway, so that that works better because then they talk to me more. Yes. Yes. And because they're overcoming that mama trauma. Yes. That you put up on them while they were young. And now they're adults. Let them work it out. Right. They have sense enough to know when they want to call you and be with you. and. Yeah. Give them some space to want to do that. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, it's good to just break away and just look at yourself and realize, you know, what's holding you. Yes. Yes, ma'am. It's already in place, folks. The freedom is already there. Pat, come and read something for me. I'm going to read, uh, Pat, going to read Romans uh, chapter 7, 14. 14, I think we had this last Sunday, but it's good for this Sunday. Uh, 14 through, uh, let me see here, 14 through 23, I believe. This is uh, talk about the inward struggle. It's from here. Yeah, to, uh, it? here right there. Right there, okay. Yeah. The inward struggle, we are aware, we are well aware that the law is spiritual, but I am a creature of flesh and blood, sold as a slave to sin. I do not understand my own behavior. I do not act as I mean to, but I do things that I hate. While I am acting as I do not want to, I still acknowledge the law as good, so that it is not myself acting, but the sin which lives in me. And really, I know of nothing good living in me, in my natural self, that is. For though the will to do what is good is in me, the power to do it is not. The good thing that I want to do, I never do. The evil thing which I do not want, that is what I do. But every time I do what I do not want to, then it is not myself acting, but the sin that lives in me. So I find this rule, that for me, where I want to do nothing but good, evil is close at my side. In my inmost self, I dearly love God's law. But I see that acting on my body there is a different law which battles against the law in my mind. So I am brought to be a prisoner of that law of sin which lives inside my body. Thank you. You got enough with your own life to deal with rather than being caught up and involved in all this other, these other people's lives and what they're doing and if they're right about it, who is the best Christian, who is the best meditator, who is it? You don't have time for that. <laughs> You got this battle going on, all of us. We got this battle going on within ourselves. You don't have time to be focused on someone else's life. Because the moment you do, then you miss out on your life. You just end up in hell. This thing takes over even more so. I wouldn't waste a lifetime like this. It's better to just live your life. I, I urge you to watch. You know, we talk about the anger and the resentment that, you know, can control us, right? But watch all those little irritations and, and um, those little um, impatience things, you know, when you're impatient, watch that. When you feel uh, nervous and anxious and just be aware of all those little things because all of those things are part of the ego too. And it's causing problems for you. You have to keep an eye on yourself and just not, you know, a lot of people watch, well, I'm not angry. You know, but they they got all this other, these other things going on within themselves. And it's still part of the ego, which is of the devil, that separate you from God, that separate you from peace. So watch yourself. 
every little thing about self. I often watch how I respond to things, what I think about things, how I'm feeling about it, you know, everything. Know thyself. There's nothing greater than knowing yourself. If you want to be free, know yourself. Ain't nobody out there that can give it to you. And if somebody helped you along the way, don't put that person on a throne. They, they're, not, they're not sent there for you to put on a throne. They're just somebody that's helping you along the way. Have an appreciation for it, and that's it. Be grateful, but that's it. Uh, let me take the last question back here. That's, that's what I'm doing right now. Like when somebody's even personally, purposely trying to make me mad, I'm watching myself, how I'm reacting and, you know, how it's making me mad. That's right. And I can, like, not get mad. That's right. <laughs> well, if you, if you keep an eye on it like that, nine times out of ten you will not get mad. It, it'll come and you'll feel it, but it'll pass. It'll, and then after a while, you'll see someone trying to do that, and it won't move you at all. You'll grow from it, away from it. That spirit will have no more control. But that's good. I also want to tell you, Mary gave me a book, and she said you recommended it called, like, Life is So Good. I read it, and it's as good as your book, your first book. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Life is So Good? Yeah, it's about it's about a 101-year-old man. It's about his life. Oh, yeah. You, you liked it? Yes. Very good, huh? The only thing I could say that made him live so long is he didn't hold on to anger. That's right. When people, like, he lived, he was raised in a time where, you know, blacks couldn't do certain things, and he know that's the way it was. And he know people said stuff to him, and that's the way it was. It wasn't trying to hurt his feeling. That's the way they were. Yes. Have you ever read that? Yeah. That would bless your socks off, some people. Yeah. Some people can't be helped. They love living, living in that stuff. But he's absolutely right, and you're right. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it is. It's not even personal. It's just the way it is. He just lived his life working hard, did the best he could, you know, worked as hard as he could no matter how much he got paid. And um, and he ate whatever he wanted. When he was hungry, he ate whatever he wanted. And that's the only thing I could think of. He didn't hold on to his anger. That's why he lived so long. Exactly. That's why you don't have to. I can't plan my funeral. I'm going to go out by a cemetery plot now. I'm going to live forever because... <laughs> Because if I buy a plot, then I'm going to die. Mm. But I don't, I get it. Hey, hey, go back. I get it. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. <laughs> no, I appreciate it, Raymond. I got it. Um, your mindset would change. You know, now that doesn't mean that I don't have, make sure I have some money saved away and all that kind of stuff so I won't be a burden on someone else. But I cannot imagine myself going to a cemetery, picking out a gravesite, then going to the mortuary, buying a casket, all that stuff. Those for people, who, I think that's for people who are not in control of their lives. You know, you're not common sense, saving money, investing, and doing what you should do. Yes, sir. So how do you deal with uh, boredom? With what? Boredom. Boredom. I welcome boredom. Why? Because it gives me an opportunity to discover things that I've not seen. When, I, when it comes, I relax in it. And it just brings out the best of you, John. You see yourself doing stuff. I may start writing about an article or something when I'm bored. But if I hadn't taken that time and stopped so I could have that moment, I wouldn't do it. The best, one of the best things you can do in life is to be bored. It makes it make those who don't realize, make them feel like they're not God. You feel unimportant. You have all kind of bodily pain, ego pain, but that's good for you. Boredom is good. The unfortunate thing is that they're not allowing kids to be bored anymore. We're going to have a mess on our hands. Because parents will not let their kids feel boredom. Things are getting bad out there. It's all spiritual. You better, you need to wake up. I started saying, you better wake up. You need to wake up. It's getting bad. I was told last night by a friend of mine that in uh, Australia, you know how kids sometimes fly on an airplane by themselves and the, uh, the flight attendant will watch over them, and then when you get to the airport, you sign them off. Well, if they put the kid on a plane, and the kid sit by a guy, a male, the male have to move. He can't sit by the kid on the plane. That's how bad it is. Yeah. Or they'll move the kid to somewhere. You heard about, you knew about that, Mary? Every man is a molester now. 
So if a child sits next to a man on the airplane, they can't have that anymore. Because they said the man may be lesser. Isn't that amazing? And then there was another thing. Somebody told me last night. Oh, I think Robert told me that in California, they try to get a law passed where you cannot speak against homosexuality to your children inside your home. Did you guys hear about that? How are they going to tell you you can't tell your kid inside your home? No, this is in the home behind closed door. You can't tell your own kids that homosexuality is wrong. Why are you fighting each other and carrying on like this? Satan is just lock, taking away all your freedom. More locking you in. More accurately, you can't, you're not allowed to... Uh, you're not allowed to uh, <laughs> Thank you, steer uh, your children away whom you feel that they have homosexual tendencies. Scare them that's away? Against, that's against the law. You can't do what now? Steer them away. From homosexuality? Exactly. Just Whenever they have homosexual feelings. So if your little boy feels like a little girl, instead yes. of saying, no, son, you can't do this, just put a dress on him. Exactly. It's against Go the out law. Out it would be against Pete. law. <laughs> Go out and buy some Pete heels. Correct. Yes, sir. I was going to say, what about the women sitting next to the boy on the plane? She might try to seduce him. I know, huh? Yeah. But they haven't said, I haven't heard anything about that. Because it's against the man because who the man represents. It's, that's why it is. The man represent good. The man represent God. And that's why they're going out. They don't care about the woman. Because they know who she represents. And I ain't saying. <laughs> but that's why it's against the man. Yes. And then over there, Robert. Go over there. Yes, well, yeah. One more question about boredom. Yeah. So you're saying that when you get bored, you just kind of let it pass? Is that what yeah. you do? Yeah. I don't run and call. I used to get bored before I woke up and understood when I would get bored, I would think of everybody and their mama to call. I'll call up people that I don't even like. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> and then if they weren't home, I'll call long distance. It had nothing to say. But now I just take it, relax in it. Because once you waste a lot of money and time and you will not grow. How do, how do you deal with, with it, John? Um, I'll drink a beer <laughs> or uh, watch some watch some sports. Yeah, uh, it's a hundred different things to do. So right, see to give you a truckload. Oh, call call Ellen and see if you want to go to lunch. All kind of stuff. Don't do it, John. In that moment of boredom, don't take a beer and do not watch TV. Just sit quietly. It'll pass, and you'll be a better man for it. Because if you don't deal with it, it'll come back again. And then you need two beers. Because they're going to last longer. Okay. All right. Yes, ma'am. Last word. Um, about the funeral that I had arranged. Is it all right to do it because your daughter suggested that I should do it because they didn't want the burden? <laughs> <laughs> That's when I was going over a lot. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you have the same money. Oh, I have. And all that kind of stuff. And they're going to have to collect money to bury you. Then you better you better lay out a plan. Yeah, well, they didn't want the burden, so I, I took that burden away from them more, more than from me. And so you laid out your own funeral? Yeah. yeah. Wow. You told them what to say and everything at the funeral? No, I'm going to have a real simple thing. No yeah. casket uh, open, nothing, just from the march to the grave. Oh. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Oh, good. And you're going to go recite over me. I'm a what? You're, you're going to go say a few words over my casket. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll say some word. Did you put some money in for that? Sure I did. I paid you off, too. That's a hundred. <laughs> That's a hundred dollars. That was two hundred and something. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's two hundred dollars for a preacher at a funeral. Ain't that something? Preacher made good money. Yeah. Maybe I should just start. Maybe I should forget about the, the living and just do the dead thing. <laughs> just go around doing funerals. Wow. It's nine hundred dollars to do a Catholic funeral? I'm gonna go Catholic. Nine hundred? Nine thousand? At least the dead can't talk back to you. They they can't go out and gossip about you and put lies out there. Huh? That's right. Anyway, that's right. Get over your anger, folks. Forgive so that God can forgive you and you shall be free. 
and stay away from the children of Satan. Because if they, if they would treat their friends that way, they'll do it to you too. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you, guys and ladies. For more information, to purchase a copy of this program, or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND. From